This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Ephesians 1 says this, verse 21. And now he, meaning Jesus, exalted as the first above every ruler, authority, government, realm, power, and existence. Can I get an amen from anybody on that? He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the ages to come. And he alone is the leader, the source of everything in the church. Who is the church? We are the church. Jesus is our source. He is our leader. He leads us through every season and time. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and he has given him the highest rank above all others. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, that you reign over the earth. You reign over this nation. You reign over our lives. You reign over the future and all that is to come. We thank you, God, that you sit at the right hand of the Father and we are seated with you there. We thank you, God, that we can put our hope, all of our trust, lies and remains in you, Jesus. We submit to you, Holy Spirit, we need you to come and reveal your truth and your understanding to us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said? Amen. I said everybody agreed, said? Come on, give it up for the worship team this morning. Come on, get real loud for them. I'm going to start a little bit different today. What's that picture? Can you put up that picture for me? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I hate this too. It's like... I'll, I'll war with somebody, okay? Michael showed me this picture in the car, and he's like, what colors do you see? And I'm like, I see gold and white, okay? Gold, who is gold and white with me? Gold and white, okay? Now, he is blind, okay? Because he said he saw black and blue. Who sees black and blue? No, no, no. Rebuke you all in the name of Jesus. You know why, all right, who saw gold and white? Put up your hand, gold and white. You know why we saw gold and white? Because we are holy with Jesus Christ. Hey, let's go. Amen, I love gold. Here we go. Welcome to Hartford House week two. Uh, Last week, we talked about being available for Jesus, and uh, if you weren't here and you didn't catch that message, you can go on YouTube, you can go online, you can look at our podcast. I encourage you to go back and to listen to it. 
just about making sure that we are available for Jesus in this season in the earth. Can I get an amen from anybody, okay? Now, today, my message is called IDK, okay? And if you're like, what is that, okay? It means I don't know, okay? Now, for all my OCD people and controlling people, you're like, I don't know about what? (laughs) That's your first thought, right? And it's okay, we will get there, and it will all make sense uh, by the end of the day. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I am one of those OCD controlling people. Can I get an amen from anybody with me, okay? All right? And a bunch of you just lied, okay, (laughs) if we're just being honest, okay? That is me, okay? And I like to know my future, okay? And I like to know where my future is going, and I like to plan and prepare my future, right? Now, I just read Ephesians 1, okay? And Ephesians 1 tells us what? It's reminding us of this truth, that Jesus reigns, okay? I know that the earth is travailing right now. It's okay, okay? I know that the United States is travailing right now. It's okay. Jesus is the authority overall, okay? And if you haven't read the book, number one, read the end of the book. We all win. The church wins, okay? If you haven't read the book, okay? So... Just kind of throw that out there. But the other thing about that book tells us what? Jesus is about to come to earth. I mean, it's just so close. And so the earth, I I was praying a couple weeks ago, and the Lord was really clear with me. He said, Jeff, listen, the earth and America will never be the same again. Now, I understand when I say things like that, you're probably freaking out inside. Because I freak out inside. I'm like, what, God? I don't like that. I don't like that word. Take that word back, okay? I don't like what you're saying. Why? Because I want to be in control, okay? I want to be in control of my life. But Ephesians 1 is making it really clear to us that none of us are in control. That he is in control and that he reigns and he rules and it's his authority, okay? Listen, Jesus is not surprised with what's going on in the earth. Jesus hasn't fallen off the throne. Jesus hasn't bumped his head, okay? Everything is okay in the earth as long as what? Me and Jess have been talking about this all week. As long as you are connected to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you will have peace. If you are not connected to Jesus and you do not have the Holy Spirit, you are going to lose your mind. Amen? But the people of God don't lose their minds. The people of God succeed with Jesus as the head of his home, the head of the church, and the head of our lives. But the reality is this. We don't like this feeling because why? We want control. Who's helping me with the board? You guys helping me here? Bring up the board real quick, okay? Vanna White. Great job. Okay. So we're going to talk about some stuff, okay? Here we go. 
we're going to talk about some stuff that we like to be in control of, okay? And when we think about our future, we think about stuff like this, my job, okay? How many think about your job a lot, okay, right? Where will I work? My position, will I have a new job? Will I, this is the big one, because this is what everybody wants, right? Will I be happy in my job? Can I get an amen from anybody, okay? Okay. So we think about things like jobs. We think about things like houses, right? Where will I live? Do I like my current house? Do I like my current apartment? Do I like my current place? Or am I thinking about somewhere else? Am I thinking about a new home and a new apartment, a new place? How about I told Jess this uh, last week, I said, how about we just take all of us and let's all move to Florida and start Elevate Church Florida, okay? Doesn't that sound really, really nice, okay? Okay? All right? We think about things like what? Our kids. Think about, you know, their future sports, the things they like, the things they dislike. Where will my kid go to college? Who will their spouse be, okay? Listen, I tell I told uh, Ben, my 11-year-old, he was talking about some girl drama. Fifth grade's the worst, okay? It's when it starts, okay? Just fifth grade's the worst. And they're talking about some girl drama at school. And I just looked at him, and the Lord just, he just needed me to do this. I looked at him, I said, Ben, God knows your wife. You don't need to find her. God will bring her to you. I just need you to be 11 years old, right? It just settled his heart. Now, the spouse is always a big deal because we're like, Jess always says this, we have no hoes come up in our house. Pardon my French, okay? <laughs> right? You said, come on, be real. It's okay, be real. Okay? She's lying right now. So spouse is a big deal, okay? We think about things like money, right? How much money do I need to make? My savings, my 401k, we're thinking about these things. We think about our future, right? When will I be engaged? When will I get that new car, that new trip? What, what is my future, okay? Correct? So we're always doing what? We're trying to what? We're trying to fill in the blank of our future. I'm always there. You know? I'm just gonna be really honest about something that's really hard for me personally right now. Me personally right now, I like to plan and prepare and to look into the future and know that I'm gonna do this on March 16th. Okay? But how many of you know, like, it feels right now like, I have no idea what's going to be going on on March 16th, 2021. That's really tough because I want to what? I want to fill in the blanks. We all want to fill in the blanks, okay? And the problem is this. When I think about my job or my house or my kids or my money and my future and I have a blank, And the problem is, I fill in that blank. Can I get an amen from anybody? 
You're like, man, five years from now, I am living in that house in Jesus' name. You're like, I'm going to prophesy about it. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to go lay hands on that house. They're going to lose their job and have to move away and sell it to me for dirt cheap. No, we're not believing that, right? Okay. We fill in the blank. The problem is this. When we fill in the blank, this happens. Go with me to Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, verse 8 through 9. It says this. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. God goes, you have all kinds of thoughts, but your thoughts don't line up with my thoughts. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Now, there's another verse that I could tie that to called Jeremiah 29, 11, says that his plans for us are good. Amen? So when he says, I'm gonna do something you can't imagine, you have to go, well, it's gonna be something good in Jesus' name. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my uh, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. This is really wordy, so I'm going to go through it kind of slow so we can all get this, okay? Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. says, be aware that no one distracts you or intimidates you. Oh, man, somebody should have said amen on that, okay? There's so much distraction in the earth right now. There is so much intimidation. If, you, if, if you're like, man, I, you could get in a fight about what color that stupid dress was with people right now, okay? They'll bow up on you. You're like, it's black and blue. If it, if it ain't black and blue, you ain't with me. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, chill, man. It's just, it's like a picture, you know? We're good, you know? Right? Let no one distract you, intimidate you in their attempts to what? Lead you away from Christ's fulfillment. The world is doing what? It wants to lead you away from Jesus. The enemy wants to distract you. He wants to intimidate you with fear. He wants to intimidate you with lack. He wants to intimidate you to bow down to him and to not follow Jesus anymore. says this, by pretending to be full of wisdom. Do you see that word pretending? Man, I'll tell you what, man. Like, I, I want to burn Facebook to the ground right now, okay? Yeah, anybody else feel that way? There's a lot of pretenders out there, okay? Pretending to be full of wisdom, but they are only filled with endless arguments and human logic. For they operate with a humanistic, clouded judgment based in the middle of the world system and not the anointed truth from Jesus, the anointed one. For he is a complete fulfillment, fullness of the deity of the living form. When it says the deity of the living form, it's talking about that Jesus is fully man and he is fully God and he fulfilled both worlds. Verse 10. Now our completeness, completeness, I love this word, completeness, our completeness is now found in him. It is not found in your job. It is not found in your career. It is not found in your spouse. It is not found in the systems of this world. It is not found in politics. It is not found in these things. It is found in Jesus Christ himself. 
and we are completely filled with God and Christ's fullness overflowing in us. So that means this, that there should be so much Jesus in us that it just simply overflows into the earth. Oh, man. For he is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. So here's the problem. When we fill in the blanks of our future, okay, we fill in the blanks with what? Man's thoughts. Our thoughts. Not God's thoughts. Not God's ways. We fill in the blanks with what? Endless arguments. Right? The earth is full of endless arguments that they want us to take on. It's filled, we start filling in the blanks with what? Human logic. Man, this is a scary one. Because everybody thinks you are the smartest person in the room. Right? You start filling in what you think God wants. You start filling in what you think God has. You start filling in your using your human logic to be like, I know that I'm going to have this car. I hope you do. I don't know if you will. We fill it in with what? Humanistic, clouded judgment. What is it saying there? You're filling it in with what? Culture. Culture. And the problem is when we fill in the blanks with these things about our future, what happens is this, is that we get to our future and then it doesn't look like what we filled in. And when it doesn't look like what we filled in, then what happens? We are disappointed and then we are what? Confused and then we blame God. Ooh, I should have got a big amen for that, right? Because then you're like, God, I'm confused. It didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. And he goes, yeah, I know, because my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways are different than your ways, and you thought you knew, but you don't know. And what happens? We freak out, because we're like, I want to be in control, right? God, I want to be in control. I want to be God. I don't want you to, I just want you to just be that thing on Sunday morning, but I really want to be in control of my future, and he goes, no, I'm in control. I reign over everything, over every authority, every, every ruler, over every king, over every nation. I am the one who reigns over it all, and I need to reign over your life. And the reason that this is okay is because of this verse. Deuteronomy 31.8 says this, do not be afraid or discouraged. Get that? Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you, and he will be with you. Jesus, the great I am, will be with you, and it says this, he will never fail you nor abandon you. So you know what every blank should say? about your future, IDK, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my life looks like a year from now. I don't know what my kids look like five years from now. I don't know what the earth looks like five years from now. I don't know. But the one thing that I do know is this, 
is that Jesus is in my future. Ooh, man, that should have freed a bunch of you. I don't know my future. That's okay. The one thing I do know is that Jesus, according to Deuteronomy, has gone ahead into my future and has made a way. And as long as Jesus is there in the future, I'm okay. Why am I okay? Because God is good. Jesus is good. And as long as Jesus is good, that means what? My future is good. My future is okay. So the question lies in this. Have I made the decision to put Jesus first? That's what Ryan and Christy were talking about in that testimony. There was a place in their marriage, in their life, where they came and they said, you know what? Jesus is going to reign in everything in our life. He will be first in everything. But that's a decision we make. And in the earth right now, everybody in the earth, the closer we get to Jesus, I'm just telling you, the closer we get to Jesus, you're going to have to make decisions. Okay? It's just what's going to happen. It's going to become more black and white the closer we get to Jesus. And you're going to have to make the decision. Am I going to put Jesus first in all of this? Is he first? Second decision is this. Here, you can take this off and then bring up those chairs for me, okay? Great job. Second decision is this. Hot or cold, okay? Revelations chapter 3, verse 15 through 16 says this. I know all that you do. Isn't that kind of scary? God knows it all. He's like, yeah, I saw you pick your nose. I, I saw it. I know you didn't. Here, I actually bring them, bring them up here. Bring, bring them in the light. Get them out of darkness. There we go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Perfect, perfect. Okay. Says this, I know all that you do. I know that you're not, you're neither freezing in apathy nor fervent in passion. Okay? People say this about me all the time. They're like, man, you are the most like passionate person I've ever met. I go, thank God. Thank God. He says this, I wish that you were either one or the other because you're not cold or hot, but lukewarm. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So I'm gonna show you, let me give you an example of this. Come here, Jess. Yep, you. She's going to hate me. All right, you sit in that chair, okay? You gotta sit over there. So this is my amazing, beautiful wife, Jessica. Give it up for Jessica, everybody. Come on. Looking good, looking hot today. All right. So me and Jess are what? We are in a relationship, and we are married together, right? Okay. Jesus, I read it earlier, the head of the church is married to who? Us. We are in relationship with Jesus, meaning what? We are married to Jesus, okay? All right, now, 
let's say this is me and Jess at a like really cute coffee shop, okay? Just think of a coffee shop that you like to go to. And me and Jess, we're alone. We have no children. Praise God. We're on a date night. Can I get an amen from anybody, okay? Guys, let me tell you, date nights always end well. So you might want to go on more in the name of Jesus, okay? It's a good thing, all right? So me and Jess, we're out. We're on a date night, okay? But I say to Jess, okay, this is what I say. I'm like, we got our like cute little coffee and we're kind of like, we're kind of staring at each other. We're being nice to each other. Yeah, we don't do that ever. What do, what do we do? <laughs> we just drink our coffee. You know I love it. Right, right. Yeah, there, you know, there is a place you can get. You just like kind of give them a look. You're like, yeah, I know. It's all good. I love you. I love you. All right, so, but I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey, Jess, I got to tell you something, okay? Um, I have decided that on some days that you don't have my heart anymore and another woman does. But some days are for you, and some days are now for her. Um, there's this movie called Goodfellas. Anybody seen Goodfellas before? Probably a terrible movie, to be honest, okay? But, okay. but in the movie, he, they make this line. They said, they said, Friday nights are for the girlfriends and Saturday nights are for the wives, okay? Now, let's say I said, hey, Jess, Friday night's for my girlfriend. <laughs> okay, all right. It's going somewhere, trust me, okay? But I said, Saturday night's for you, baby. Sad, the best night is for you, okay? Now, if I said that to Jess, your response would be what? Oh, heck no. <laughs> oh, heck no. You might say some curse words too, wouldn't you? Maybe. It would be like, nah, right? Nah, this, that ain't working for me, correct? Okay. You're like, where are we going with this, Pastor Jeff? Look. This is the same thing we do with the Lord. Right? You're like, hey, Lord, on Sunday, you have my heart. I'm at church. I'm worshiping you. Feel your presence. You're amazing. You're beautiful. And you have my heart, God. And then what happens on Wednesday? You're like, I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for Jesus. It's a busy day, got my own agenda, got my own plans, I got my own things. We do this with the Lord. We do things like, God, I really enjoy when you told me that your grace abounds to my sin and covers my sin, and you take my sin and you throw it as far as to the west as to the east, and you don't remember it. God, I really like that verse in the Bible, but I don't enjoy the verses in the Bible that brings me condemnation because I'm actually living in sin and I enjoy my sin. Woo! About to become a Baptist pastor up in this place. Right? We go, Jesus, I really like you because you're my hell insurance. Listen, look, all you that are young, look, 
I get serving Jesus right now is super hard. I get it, okay? And I fully understand what's going on in your schools. I fully understand what's going on online. I fully understand what's happening. But I want to be clear. There is a real heaven and there is a real hell. And your choice, your choice to serve Jesus will determine which one you go to. And God never intended for you to ever go to hell. He intended for you to be with him in heaven with him because he loves you. He didn't intend for anybody. This is why he sent Jesus. This is why he sacrificed his son. He has no intention for anybody to go to hell, but it is a choice. So here's the question, okay? The question is this. How do I stay hot in my marriage, right? Because we've been married for 17 years. I know it all. I know the good things, the bad things. I know it all. She knows everything about me. I know what she's going to say before she even says it. So how do we stay hot? How do we stay hot in this marriage? Well, it's the same way that you stay hot in anything in life. It is daily choices. Right? So for my marriage to work and for my marriage to thrive and for it to stay hot and for us to stay connected, it is what? Daily choices that me and her both make to make sure our marriage is hot. It is the same way with Jesus. How Jesus is saying, listen, I would rather you be ice cold. I would rather you run after the world than not be hot for me. Right? Have you ever tasted something that's lukewarm? You want to spit it out of your mouth as fast as you get it in there. You're like, I'd rather it be cold. I'd rather it be hot. And Jesus goes, I, I want you to be hot for me. How do you say hot? Daily choices to serve Jesus. I put it this way. When you're in love with somebody, at 17 years, it is no longer about feelings. Now, I'm really thankful that there's some moments I have some feelings. And I'm like, oh, yes, in Jesus' name, okay? But how many of you know that feelings, they come and go? Can I get an amen for anybody? Like today, I might feel like I want a big bowl of mint chip ice cream. Can I get an amen from anybody, okay? I might feel that today, okay? And I might eat that. But how many know that tomorrow, my stomach might be feeling something incredibly different, okay? And I might not want that anymore. Listen, feelings, they come and they go. My marriage is not built on the feeling of love. My marriage is built on the daily choices that I make to stay hot for my wife. Can I get an amen from anybody, okay? Jess always says this in our house. Right choices lead to what? Right actions. So the right choices that we make to serve Jesus, the right choices that we make to be in his presence, the right choices we make to read the word of God, the right choices that we make to pray, the right choices that we make on the daily keeps us hot with Jesus Christ. Now, this book, 
It's called Next. And we teach this class. And this class is kind of the, like, the step that you take when you come to church. You know, I really like the church and I want to be involved. And so we go, okay, here, take this next class. And in this book, we have this part. It's called Core Values, okay? Our core values, okay? And our very first core value of Elevate Church is this. Jesus is the center of everything, right? Meaning what? We are going to stay red hot for Jesus. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. In the last five years, there's many people who have left church because they're like, I, I just can't take this. You're too much. I go, I'm sorry, it's not me. It's the word of God. It's Jesus. He's not good with lukewarm. He wants hot or cold. He wants people that are passionately in love with him. Matthew 6.33 says this, so above all else, consistently chase after the realm of God's kingdom and his righteousness, preceding him, pursuing him. And then all the less important things. Remember all those things we talked about, our future? He says all the less important things, they'll just be given to you. You don't have to worry about them. You, all you do is focus on you serving Jesus. And he goes, your job, your future, your kids, I'll take care of all of that as long as you're seeking after me. Give it up for my amazing wife today. Here, you guys can take these down real quick. Last decision today is this. Decision number three is this. Will you walk in faith? First Kings chapter 17 Verse 10, it says this. So he went to Zerapath, and as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, would you please bring me a little cup of water? Verse 11, as she was going to get it, he called her, bring me a little bite of bread too. But she answered him, I swear by the Lord of the God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I only have a handful of flour left in this jar and a little... Uh, little oil, little cooking oil in the bottom of this jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to cook our last meal, and then my son and I will die. What I think is interesting about the body of Christ sometimes is this. Sometimes we are at the mountaintop, and we're like, God is so good, and he is so faithful, and he's our victorious king, and we're gonna overtake the world for Jesus. And then there's some days you're like, God, let us all die. The world's crazy. It's insane. God just like smite everybody, kill us all, let it all be done. Am I right? Right? So this woman, she's like, hey, I'm just gathering a few sticks because we're gonna make this last meal and then me and my son, we're gonna die. Right? There's a famine. Right? There's a famine in the land at that time. There's no hope. Isn't that amazing when you lose hope? You lose vision. When you lose hope, everything's clouded. When you lose hope, the enemy deceives you. No hope. Verse 13, but Elisha said this, don't be afraid. 
Have you heard that through today too? God going, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid. It says this, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just as I've asked. Make a little bread for me first. Then use what is left to prepare a meal for you and your son. Verse 14. For this is what the Lord of God of Israel says. There will always be enough flour and oil left into the container until the time the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Worship team, you guys can come up. I want to, I want to help you understand something here. This is a prophetic picture of two things. Number one, prophetic picture of what? Jesus. We put Jesus first. He is the first, the first of all things, the first thing of our life, the first thing of our future, the first thing of our finances, the first thing with our job, the first thing with our family. We put Jesus first. So he is showing us a picture that even when you think there is no hope left, even when you think the battle has been lost, even when you think the enemy has triumphed, he goes, no, just keep putting me first. Put me first. The second is this, when he's talking about the flour and the oil, what does oil represent? It represents the Spirit of God. It represents the Holy Spirit. This is a picture showing us, hey, listen, until Jesus comes back for his church, there's gonna be enough oil in the land. There's always gonna be enough. Jesus is always enough. Doesn't matter what's going on in the earth. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter what's going on in your job. As long as you have Jesus and you put him first, there will always, God goes, I promise you, this is my promise to you, you will always have enough. You'll always have enough but you are going to have to decide as the earth continues to travail, you're gonna have to decide, will I walk in faith, not lose hope, and put Jesus first? That's the question. I had two conversations with two men in our church this week, okay? Both of these men have their own businesses. Neither of them received this business from their father or somebody giving it to them. Both of them started working at these businesses when they were teenagers and they worked their way up and they ended up someday by the grace of God, they now own these businesses. Why? Because God is no respecter of man. It doesn't matter where you start, it matters where you're going. To Joseph, amen, he took Joseph out of the pit and he took him to the palace. That is our God, okay? And so both of these men now run their own businesses. Now, both of these men do two things, two things. Number one is this, they give personally. Just like Ryan and Christy were talking about, tithing, 10%. We're not, we're not giving God our 10%, we're returning to God what is His. That's what Malachi says, okay? So we can't even give 10%. We're returning to God his 10%, and then we give above that. They both give personally. But here's the other side. Both of these men give off of their business. Both of them tithe and give off of their business. Now, I'm having a conversation with both of them separately this week on the phone. And 
Both of these men tell me the same exact thing. They said, in 2020, 2020, it has been a record best year for my company. Does that make a bit of sense? No. If we're living in the world's wisdom, it makes zero sense. But when Jesus is first, he reigns. And when he reigns, you walk in victory. But it's a choice that you make to say, I will put Jesus first. He's the first of my future. He's the first of my decisions. He's the first of my life. I am going to choose to walk in faith and to put him first. Verse 15, it says this. So she did as Elisha said. And she and Elisha and her family continue to eat for many more days. And here's my favorite verse. There was always enough flour and oil left in the containers just as the Lord had promised. Can I get an amen from anybody today? The Lord promises that what? No matter what season we are in the earth, you will prosper. You will succeed. Your family will succeed. We've said this last week. We have this belief system in the Workmeister House. When you put the kingdom of God first, when you put Jesus first, he will put your household first. Amen? But it is a choice to walk in great faith and to trust him. So, what are we doing? Talked about this last week. There are envelopes in the seat in front of you. It says Hart on the, Hart for the house on it. We are so thankful for what God did in 2020. God grew the church, if you weren't here last week, grew the church by 65%. One year. Amen. Come on, one year. In 2020, might I add, we gave. $32,000 more in 2020 than we did in 2019. Can I get an amen from anybody? Next week, we're gonna talk about this. We got people watching online, living in other states, giving their lives to Jesus and following Jesus, watching Elevate Church online. Can we give it up for that? Come on, so cool. So we appreciate all that Jesus has done, but guess what? Because Jesus isn't off the throne and because he is the head and because he does reign and he does rule, we're gonna go into 21 with vision and anticipation that God is going to double and triple and multiply, elevate church for his glory. Amen. So this is what we're gonna do. On December 6th, we're gonna come and we're gonna come and we're gonna give our best offering. 
not our tithe, our best offering to the Lord. We're gonna do it as a family. At the end of service, we're gonna go and get your kids and you're gonna do this collectively as a family. So what do you do now? You take one of these envelopes and you go, Lord, how would you want me to put you first? How would you want me to put you first at the end of this year? Speak to me. Now, if you're not tithing, that's the decision. God, I'm going to choose in 21 to tithe, to put you first, to make you the Lord of our home, to make you the Lord of our lives. And when we do this, what will God do? Just as it says in Malachi, there'll be meat in this house, and when there's meat in this house, we can do everything that God has called us, and we will reach people right before Jesus comes back. Amen? And we will all be a part of it, united in Jesus Christ and his great vision. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Get really, really loud for him. Why don't you stand up this morning? you close your eyes. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is the moment in time. It's a decision time to say, I'm going to put Jesus first. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. Wherever you're at, this is a moment that you can decide, I want the love and the grace and the goodness of God to reign in my life. And I need him and I need his forgiveness and I need his grace. And the word is so clear. All we have to do is confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. And so we're gonna pray this prayer together as a church family. If that's you today, I want you to believe it. I want you to stand in faith. I want you to trust Jesus that he's gonna come. He's gonna forgive you of all of your sin and he's gonna fill you with his love and his grace. Come on, let's pray this. Say, Father, I call on the name of Jesus. Jesus, I trust you. I put you first. Come into my life. Change my existence. I give you my life. I choose to believe that you died for me, but that you rose victoriously for me and that you are alive today. And I welcome you into my future into my life. I choose you, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for every single person that prayed that prayer today. We thank you, God, that your grace and your love abounds to them right now. We thank you that heaven is celebrating these souls, these people who have come home to you. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Come on, get so loud for Jesus. Here's the deal, if you're in here and you go, you know what, I'm struggling with the future. I'm gonna tell you my hand's up, that's okay. Throw up your hand real high. You're like, I'm just struggling with the earth, I'm struggling with the future. Throw up your hand real high, okay? And we're gonna pray for you. Because Jesus said, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. I have gone ahead. Jesus says, I've gone ahead and I've made a way and you will be fine. Your children will be fine. Your jobs will be fine. Your marriage will be fine. You will live in the victory of Jesus Christ because you put him first. Can I get an amen from anybody? So come on, let's pray in faith today. Father, we thank you 
that we don't trust the world, we don't trust human logic, we don't trust the systems of this world, but Jesus, we trust you and you alone. And we thank you that the peace of God guards our heart right now. We release the peace of God. We release your love, Jesus, that makes us complete, that makes us whole. And we thank you that our future, our families, our children, our lives, this nation is firmly rooted, grounded in you, Christ Jesus. We commit it all to you and we trust you and we choose to live in faith and expectation that we are not gonna make a last meal and die, but we live off of the provision that comes from you, Jesus. And we will live in victory and life and strengthen you. We thank you, God, for your life, your grace, and your victory. And everybody that agrees said amen. Give it up for Jesus today, come on. Listen, we love you, we love you, we love you. Jesus is alive, he is well. Let's walk in victory, let's walk in truth, let's walk in confidence that our great God is with us, amen? We love you, we love you. Have a blessed week. We will see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.